Dumpster Fire Sports episode one. Uh, listen, if you only listen to one fantasy podcast, it probably shouldn't be this one. You should honestly listen to something better than this. We're just some guys throwing darts, chatting about daily fantasy, trying to see if we can't luck box our way into a big win and then move and leave all of our friends behind. That is the goal. Now, if we look at our track record, what's probably going to happen is we're all going to try, get very angry and deposit a bunch of times and be glad when the season's over. But we're committing to one season, so let's run this thing. Now, we're going to do this roundtable style. Uh, The guests and the hosts could change week to week, but we're glad you're joining us. We'll take this conversation to the Facebook group that we started dumpster fire sports uh, join us on facebook and we'll be uh talking trash on each other's picks and comments and on these episodes and that might be a good place to talk about uh daily fantasy and and lie about our wins and uh complain about our bad beats we'll do it all there dumpster fire sports on facebook thank you for listening to episode one we're glad you found us all right let's bring in the crew first off um let's start with JK in KC. Joe, welcome. First, I want to know what is your DraftKings username so it's harder to lie and tell us about your biggest daily fantasy single win. Uh, so my my DraftKings username is the same as Twitter and everything else. JK in KC. Uh, my biggest win in a DFS sport is basketball, unfortunately, so it's not football. Uh, and I won 400 bucks in one contest. What'd you put in on that? A dollar. And it was like a GPP or whatever? Yeah, it was a single entry, $1 GPP. Now, what place did uh, you take for 400 That was first place. Oh, nice. Nice. So we have a basketball expert on a football podcast. That's, That's why it. we're a dumpster yep. fire. Uh, up next is a dude that um, we did a daily fantasy podcast. I don't know, man. It, this was seven years ago or something, still losing since we started. Back in the day, we also co-host together Six Pack Chats podcast. Um, Steve, give us your DraftKings username and your biggest win on DFS. Uh, Username is Killer Shark, which doesn't make sense because I don't kill anything, (laughs) especially in fantasy. Um, My largest win would be a tie and it'd be a baseball and then a basketball each for 10 bucks and it was like a 50 cent play or something oh nice (laughs) oh awful hey listen though extrapolate that out like if it was 50 dollars right dude if that was 50 dollars that'd have been a nice win i got on the balls to go that deep (laughs) yet yet let's see where we end up at the end of this season. Well, how long ago were we doing that podcast? Well, shit. Seven years ago. Was it seven? Six, seven years ago? Five? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, something like that. All right. Well, let's try it again and see what happens. We a lot of people hating on us that one. Oh, dude, we got into some uh, Twitter beef and it was great. That's new- how we knew we had hit the big time. That was hilarious. By the way, um, my username is uh, BGVO and... Does it count if my biggest win was on somebody else's account? Like we were splitting the Millie maker and we were sharing lineups, not sharing lineups. Like I would enter one, he would enter one and we would say, is that illegal? By the way, is that what that is? Wow, collusion over here. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Because you don't want to end up like the bachelor people. Yeah. I, I think you're technically okay. I think I think it's when you both max enter something. So you have more lineups oh, than okay. everyone else. And none of your lineups are the okay. same. Even if you guys only won like four and a half, it really doesn't matter. No, I think, I mean, I think we ended up splitting like 1,300. Joe, can you confirm? There you go. Okay, my single... Here's my. It was yeah, around there. We yeah. even took out taxes after taxes. Here's the thing. I'll tell you this. Yeah, you made that money for Brady. No, I I made none of that money. I was left out of this, and <laughs> I'm a little salty about it. If we're being honest, <laughs> bro, show up to basketball on Sunday mornings. Man, okay. Hey, I'm looking at this. I will say I did win $175 on golf. Um, 
August 23rd. It was a single entry uh, PGA Tour 6K divot. Uh, what was the entry on that? Not much. Yeah, so I got third place. Top prize was 600. I won 175. So my goal here is to not blow that all in the first three weeks of the NFL season. All right, so that's why I'm coming to you guys. We're going to chop it up. We're going to talk picks. All right, here's what we're going to do, roundtable style. I'll throw out a question, and then we'll all answer it, and then we'll all uh, trash each other's answers and make fun of each other, okay? First up, JK in KC, will the NFL make it through a complete season, yes or no, and why? I think they will. Uh, I think they have... I mean, they're not doing the bubble, obviously, like the NBA and the NHL are, but... I think with this COVID reserve list and all that, I, I think they're going to make it through the season. I think there's too much money riding on it to not make it through the season for the NFL. Shark Daddy? Oh, I definitely think we'll make it through. Um, they're just too big not to. And, I mean, they'll probably hide the fact that people got tested positive and say they're negative. Right. They're no, not going to be forthcoming. Right. No, hell no. Yeah, listen, I, I agree with both you guys. No, I mean, I think that they're going to make it through. They're going to force their way through. Uh, baseball did it, even though a couple teams had to essentially miss games totally because the whole team came down with it. They kept going. The NBA has sailed through, and there's too much money on the line. So I think we all agree, yeah, they'll make it through. All right, Shark Daddy, starting with you. What'll be a bigger factor this season? Stars getting injured or will COVID be a bigger factor? As of right now, I'm going to go with um, injuries because you've already seen some pretty big ones happen before the yeah. season even started. Like Von Miller? Von Miller's out. Um, the safety for, I want to say San Diego Chargers, but LA Chargers. who's a stud. He's out for the season. So I'm going to go with injuries like always because I feel like big names drop quite frequently in the first like quarter of the season. Yeah, who's on the cover of Madden? Look out for the curse to pop up early. Lamar Jackson? Yeah, that, look out. Lamar said he wanted the curse because Mahomes got put on it and he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't much of a curse there, although Mahomes did miss time. So yeah. if you're into conspiracies, then uh, I think the curse lives. Joe, what about you? Injuries or COVID? Bigger factor this season? I'm going to go COVID because, I mean, injuries, it's the NFL. It's full contact sport. People are going to get hurt, right? I mean, COVID, you could just walk outside. You got it. You're out for a week, maybe two. If you're Von Miller and you have, I mean, obviously it's not going to be Von Miller, but Von Miller has asthma, could affect him longer than that. He's out a month now. Um, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with this COVID stuff. I think the NBA and the NFL, they actually have a vaccine right now. They just don't tell anybody. <laughs> Uh, Shark Daddy with the <laughs> C-O-N-spiracy think I like it. And that's why we're glad you're here. All right. I'm just trying to get other listeners involved. <laughs> I love it. You're bringing that Alex Jones crowd to, <laughs> yeah. and it's diversity. That's what we're going for. Um, all right, Shark Daddy, this one's for you. Um, what's your favorite format? Because it looks like uh, we know that DraftKings has now added season-long best ball um, and they seem to be expanding their formats. Uh, what's your current favorite format? What are you going to play most this season? Um, I am going to dabble into the new kind of stuff they have, but I kind of like the classic type stuff. So are you a classic like main slate guy? Do you, you know, do you go Thursday through Monday or what's your favorite classic slate? Um, I typically like to try to do the, like least amount of games, so the, you know, like the player pool smaller. So yeah, so will you play like Sunday afternoon only games? Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, not going to lie, I'll probably do like a bunch of different ones. <laughs> right. Because right. you're degenerate, but. Right. But no, I, I do like like the Sunday afternoon. It also kind of made, like, who is in those games, you know, how well I right. know those games. Yeah, I got to admit, I'm kind of with you, man, and I think. Joe's probably this way to some degree. And that's what I worry is why I'm a, a losing player in DFS because I'll play Thursday night showdown. I'll play a Thursday through Monday slate. 
I'll play Sunday main slate. I'll play the Sunday afternoon slate. I'll play showdowns on Sunday night. Uh, I know Joe likes the primetime slate and, and I'll do showdowns. I'll do some cash. I'll do mostly GPP. And I think that's part of my problem is I don't even really kind of know what I'm researching and the player pool is too big that I can't even put together a real team because I don't really have a way to narrow down my research. Joe, um, favorite format, and what are you doing? You playing them all like a degenerate like the rest of us? First of all, can I just say that you saying that you have no idea about any of this stuff is a great lead-in to anything that we're about to tell the people. That's why it's a dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, I definitely prefer the classic stuff, the... Um, I'm, I prefer the Sunday regular main slate. Um, but like you said, I'll, I'll probably play at least one lineup in every single slate they offer, especially if the chiefs are a Monday night game, a Sunday night game or Thursday night game, whatever. I'm definitely playing that for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm more the main slate guy. I prefer to play cash when I can, cause you have to be better than, 40% of the field instead of better than, or you have to be better than 60% right. of the field instead of 80% of the field. You're not going to obviously win as much money playing cash by hitting, but you're more likely to hit more often. Do you think that's my big problem though, playing all the different, should I not be better at game selection and narrow it down and try to commit to, I'm going to be showdown guy. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people that win a lot of money just being showdown guys. And then they just throw like, pennies compared to what they're throwing in showdowns at main slates and stuff like that. So if you can, if you get a specialty, then go for it. But I mean, I think we're all at the point right now that more or less, we don't know anything and we're just throwing our money at this stuff right. and hoping that it comes back to us. I mean, how, I just don't know, even if I was to specialize, if I'd have enough time to truly dig in, you know, to one format. What would you do, Steve? What are you thinking? You're going to go degenerate style like the rest of us, aren't you? Yeah, that's me, though. Like, I, I'm like, I will, I'll try this. Yeah, I'll try that. You know, see how I like it. And then I'll never actually, like, try to actually, like, all right, I'm going to master one of them, you know? Yeah. The one thing I will say, and I know Joe agrees with me here. Steve, probably you do, too. But I'm a fan of the single entry tournaments. Now, because I don't track any of this stuff, I don't know if I actually do better in those or not. The other ones I like are like the three entry max because it's, that's the thing about the Millie's fun to play just to dream and be like, oh boy, I'd, I'd, I'd have gold chains and Teslas for days if I win this thing. I'd be balling on the haters, dabbing on them all day. But the fact of the matter is that's legit playing the lottery where I think with a decent amount of research in a $3, three entry max, you know, your chances are much better. Agree? Yeah. And it pisses me off. Like when you play in those ones that it's like unlimited entries, you know, and like you scroll to the top and it's the same, like 50 entries of like one through 50. Right. Like, what the f and normally they like, have the same logo or whatever. Yeah. Or it'll be the same guy. I don't know how you're that confident in a single lineup. Right. Joe, what's, what's going on there, Joe? Cheaters. I mean, I definitely prefer the 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 lower entries um, because whether you're someone like me that has 10, 20 bucks to play a week or you're somebody that has 200 bucks to play a week, I get to max out that contest just like you. Where the Millie Maker, where it's 20 bucks a week for one entry and there's 150 max, I'm obviously not throwing three grand at the Millie Maker every week. Right. Where there are hundreds of people throwing three grand at that and they get 150 shots at a million dollars where I get one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a so slow. I grind. like even in that. Odds. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, here we go with the red meat. Who's going first here. We're going locks and fades DFS week one, 2020. I'm going to go first. How about that? Because Let's I don't want it. you guys going, Oh, you just said who I was going to say. Okay. I think you're already going to say who I was going to say because <laughs> I told you the other day. Um, I'm, here, well, let's. I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to start with my top three fades 
DFS this week. Um, number one, um, Kenyon Drake. Uh, people love him this year. I think he's being way overvalued preseason. I think his ADP is way too high for where he's going to end up. Um, I think I think Miami's offense, right? He's in Miami, right? I know. He's he is not in Miami. See, that's I need a sound effect. He finished for, with the Arizona Cardinals last year and had yeah. one heck of a great year to end the year. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He ended great. He's been in a walking boot. I think that people get too hyped up about how one season ends and try to keep bringing it in. I'm going to say he's one of my fades. I just think everybody's going to be on him. Everybody's going to be playing him. And, you know, I could be way wrong. He could have an amazing first week, but I'm saying I don't think he'll live up to the hype. I don't think, um, and I think he's going to be overvalued. But I do need a sound effect for every time I say something dumb like the wrong team or the wrong <laughs> position, and uh, we can slice it in there. Uh, Joe, you love Kenyon Drake? No, I don't love Kenyon Drake this week. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with everything you just said. I just don't. I mean, he's going up against San Francisco. San Francisco's got a good defense, so who knows what they're going to do. Uh, they just added DeAndre Hopkins, who you you'll hear about from me later. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if his role is going to continue to be as uh, big as it was at the end of last year. So I'm pretty on board with your faith. Oh, there. okay. Yeah, ding, ding. BG hits one out of the, just a single, though, it sounded like. But all right, uh, up next, this is probably a – Right. Yeah, every once in a while. If I give you six picks, one of them is going to be right. Now, this one is probably an obvious, and maybe because I'm in Kansas City and I love to hate on the Raiders, but I, maybe nobody was going to play Hunter Renfro anyway. Um, he's been on my radar. I think I ended up with him in one of my season longs. I think he is another guy that had some decent games at the end of last year, um, but I think Henry Ruggs, is essentially going to take his spot because um, he was playing a lot in the uh, slot last year. I think Henry Ruggs is going to come in there and fight for a lot of his targets. Um, I guess he only had 71 targets last year, so he wasn't that good anyway. And maybe some of this has to do with uh, where I was on hard knocks, but uh, I'm telling you, I don't think he's going to do well at all. And uh, he's a fade for me, right? Everybody agrees. Yeah, I do. Good. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I mean, I think there's another guy to look out for on that team, too. Uh, another receiver, uh, Brian Edwards. I think he's going to do some big things, too. I don't know if it's going to be this week, uh, but I think he's a guy to look out for later in the season. Nice. All right. And finally, and finally, um, fade MCC week one. Um, I'm going to wait for his price to come down. It wouldn't surprise me with Cam now in the backfield. They might try to mix things up and do some different things, try to make sure that MCC gets a full season, not that he's had necessarily injury problems, but I think they're going to try to do some stuff to uh, mix it up with Cam and him. So I think he's going to be a little bit smaller of a factor. And like Kenyon Drake, I think a lot of people are just going to default because we don't have much info. Uh, going into week one, I think he's going to be a plug and people are going to try to force him in there because they think he's a lock to get a punt, uh, bunch of points. And he probably will, but I don't think he's going to be some break the slate type guy like he might have been a few times last year. So I'm saying fade him, uh, find another running back. Uh, I don't know, somebody cheaper that might do well like a Kenyon Drake <laughs> and spread that money around. <laughs> Fellas, where are you at on that? Did you just say fade Kenyon Drake for week one and then say spend money on him? <laughs> yes. I'm saying, because I, I couldn't come up with another running back uh, for my example there. But, uh, you know, I think take that money, spread it around, and stay off of uh, McCaffrey week one. Where are you guys at on that? Who are they playing? Okay, okay. good. I'll go. Oh, go wait, wait, wait. Joe, go wait. ahead. No, I'm, I'm not trying to poop on your parade here, but ahead. Cam Newton is no longer in <laughs> Carolina. No, you're right. You're right. He is the starting quarterback for oh, the New England Patriots. I didn't want to throw it's, that out there. 
No, do that. It's Bridgewater, right? Yes, it's Bridgewater. But also, so I was right. Listen, I was right that they had a new quarterback. They do. Okay. Uh, also, Christian McCaffrey was under. He's at 10K this week. He was under 10K exactly zero times from week nine on last year. So you- every week he was at least ten thousand um, dollars. The guy averaged almost thirty points a game last year, or maybe he he did average thirty points a game. Let's see. Yeah, he averaged over thirty points a game last year. I mean, that's over three x. What more can you ask from a guy? I mean, it's so okay. hard to throw somebody who has worked ten k into the lineup. Right. I'm saying the guy's got to drop off at some point too. I don't know. I mean, he he hasn't been in the league that long. That's you throw true. in a nice cheap running back, and uh, you're good. You're set. Okay, okay. They're my. Fa- I'm listen. I'm writing all this down, and we're posting this in the Facebook group. By the way, not my mistakes by saying Cam Newton. Uh, I'm I think saying, we should write all of those <laughs> no, down. We don't have enough room on the internet. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm writing these fades down. We're going to post these, and we're going to wrap that. Uh, we're going to wrap these up uh, at the beginning. Of uh, episode two. All right, who's up next? Shark Daddy, you up next? Who are your fades? Yep. My fades for week one, um, I'm going to go with, for a quarterback, Jared Goff. I just don't think he's worth the money. He's getting paid. Um, Dallas is not a bad defense, so I'm going to go with fade him on week one. Okay. And I just think he's a pretty white boy. Didn't he lose a couple receivers or at least one, right? Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is in uh, Houston now. But, but so. he still has an amazing wide receiver core, right? He still has a couple of really good receivers. Uh, Robert Woods is still there. And uh, God, what's his name? Yeah, but you can have the best receivers in the world, but if you're a shitty quarterback, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> who's your second fade? in the ball. I'm going to go with David Johnson, Houston versus the Chiefs. Okay. I just kind of think David Johnson's past his prime in the NFL, and I mean, you're coming into hostile territory on Thursday night. Okay, one. Okay, now let me write on your pre- – here's where I'm at with David Johnson, though. Chiefs, now maybe things have changed. I hope they have. We're really bad against the run last season. Right. Um, so you got to take that into consideration. Plus, hostile environment, there's going to be 130 people in that stadium this year. <laughs> so it's not quite as hostile well, as it has been. 22,000 people in its game. 22,000. In its opening game of the season, our, our team's going to be jacked tomorrow. Okay. I'm, hey, I'm hyped up for it. I'm hyped up for it. I'm putting you down. By the way, obviously we're recording this on uh, Wednesday night before the game, so I can't. We'll know by the time this is published how that one went. And I'm ready for it. <laughs> Your third, hey Joe, where are you at on David Johnson? Uh, I actually like David Johnson this year. I think him going to Houston is going to be good for him. Uh, I think they'll get him the ball in some different ways and actually like pass him the ball and stuff. Okay. You know, that would be different and nice from what Carolina did the last – I mean, not Carolina, what uh, oh, Arizona Joe. did the last couple oh, of years. Whoops. Hey, hey. Oh, okay. Here we go. Sharky, your final fade for week one. Final fade for week one, I'm going to go with George Kittle. Mm. Just because I think Garoppolo shot his mental – after that Super Bowl failure, he's in a horrible year. Okay. show in week one. I tend to agree with you there uh, because there's a lot. I think the wide, uh, the tight ends, um, there's a lot of good tight end options week one. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I, I like, uh, I would, I would spend that money other places. Joe, where are you at? You know, if Kittle was any cheaper, I think he'd be a lock for me because he's, he's against the flow chart team this week. Uh, he's playing Arizona who just, Gave it up to tight ends all mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, um, they were ranked 32nd against tight ends last year. Uh, the only thing I don't like about him, like I said, is that 7,200 bucks, and it is tough to get a 7,200 dollar tight end in there when you're trying to pay up for CMC or 
Michael Thomas or some of these other people that are in really good spots too. Right. Okay. So, all right. I'm with that. All right. Uh, Joe, I guess that leaves you with your three fades of the week. What are they? All right. So my first fade is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I'm mostly fading him because he's on a new team. I don't know how they're going to try and use him, how many passes he's going to, or how many targets he's going to get. But I don't expect him to get 15 targets a game like he was getting in Houston. They were just forcing him the ball left and right. So I'm not expecting that again this year when he's in Arizona with a couple other good to decent receivers, Kenyon Drake in the backfield, that they're going to try and get involved. Um, I, I just don't see him paying off his price tag this week. All right. Steve, any disagreement there? No, I'm not at all. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, same. No, I do too. Uh, next fade, Joe. Uh, my next fade is John Brown. Um, from why am I why am I blanking on John oh, Brown right now? Oh. On Buffalo, he's yes. on Buffalo. Yes. Uh, so I'm fading John Brown because uh, he's not the number one guy anymore. Josh Allen, not the greatest throwing quarterback there is. Uh, and John Brown is no longer the number one. Steph Diggs is there now. So I'm higher on Steph Diggs than I would be on John Brown this week. Not bad. Steve, any disagreement? No, but I kind of disagree what he said about Josh Allen, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. And your final fade, Joe, week one. Uh, Todd Gurley, another another guy in a new place. Oh. I just, man, I, I mean, Atlanta isn't the greatest team with running backs. Um, I mean, they were all right when Tevin Coleman and Freeman were running all over people. But since Coleman left, they haven't really done a whole lot. Todd Gurley's been injured the last few years. And, man, that, that price tag is pretty high for a guy that has – uh, knee tendonitis or whatever, and sat out a Super Bowl basically. Okay, that really bums me out because I picked him in one of my bigger paying leagues season long. <laughs> he just fell to me. Um, so six thousand dollars. You don't think he'll get what? You don't think he'll get eighteen points? Yeah, I mean, he, at sixty one hundred, he needs to get to eighteen points to pay off that price tag, and I mean that's. That's, what, 120 yards and a touchdown? Or I don't see him getting to 120 yards. I mean, you throw in a couple catches for 20 yards, and then he's got to get to, like, 80 yards and a touchdown, maybe. So, look, look. I think they'll throw him a lot more. Last year versus Dallas. Before you go too much farther on this, you know they're playing Seattle? Yes, I do. Okay. I don't know, man. I'm going to disagree with you there, mostly because I have shares of him in a big season. I'm also going to kind of disagree just because – I have. I feel like he. It's like a prove it year for him, you know. After a couple of like dismal years and injury little years, like new place, new scenery type deal, but, and like he's still yeah. a freak of an athlete and a weapon. But he does have right. bad I, I knees. Right. I don't disagree that he he might not he he could be great this year, but week one, I don't want to play him. I want him to prove it to me that he's back before I'm going to play this guy for six grand. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. All right. So we're going snake draft. That means Joe, I need your top three picks of the week. Make us some money. Go. Uh, the lock of the week. If this guy's not in your lineup, you're doing something wrong is Antonio Gibson. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing about that, but it is legit. Um, you know, the man is for Washington, right? I do. The man is a minimum price running back. He is 4K. DraftKings upped their min price on running backs for week one because of this whole COVID thing. He is going to be the lead back, most likely. He's going to be catching the ball out of the backfield. He's got to get to 12 points to pay off that salary. If this man catches four balls for 40 yards, he's already got eight points. He has to run for 40 and you got 12. If he gets in the end zone, he's 5X and easy. All right. Well, listen, here's the thing. But like, you gotta, how many touches is he going to get? Well, he's supposedly the starter and going to be the guy there. Yeah. Yeah, but don't coaches always fuck with other coaches? Like, 
hey, <laughs> right. this could be my story. Here's the thing. And then they throw it to the third tackle for a touchdown. Antonio Gibson is such a mystery to me because uh, Joe and I play in a league together and I drafted him and immediately he started hitting me up like, hey, trade for him, trade for him. And I started looking and I was like, oh, all right, trade for him. And he was like, nah, never mind. So what changed your mind, Joe? Look, I told you, I, I we had that conversation that – I was trying to send you Jonathan Taylor, and if you would have taken it right then and there, you probably would have gotten the better end of the deal. But Antonio Gibson right now today is the better play, especially at $4,000 on DraftKings. That's the kind of guy that has the upside to get you 3, 4, 5x his salary, and he's min-priced, so you can get those bigger, higher-priced guys in your lineup. If you want a CMC, this is the guy to get it. Right to play to get him in there. If, the, if you want a Michael Thomas, this is the guy that you want to play to get him in there. Okay, okay, and, and I mean he's not Peyton Barber, uh, McKissick, and Bryce Love, who looks to be dealing with an injury, is there. The crazy thing about um, Antonio Gibson is if you look at his college stats, there ain't much there, man. Where did he even go to school? He went to Memphis. Okay, and now I know who the guy is. No, he was a stud. I don't. I don't think he was. Let me see. Um, coming coming out of college, he was compared to. I, I heard this somewhere, so maybe I could be totally wrong. But someone compared him to uh, CMC Light. So if he has any kind of CMC in him for 4K, I'll take all of the Antonio Gibson week. Well, okay, CMC Dark. Do you think that? Do you think that? <laughs> Um, okay. Do you think that one shook me? Do you think that some of this is because they mispriced him on DK early on? So you're trying to, I don't think he's that. Oh yeah. I mean, you're definitely trying to take advantage of the prices. I mean, if, if Christian McCaffrey was priced at 8k right now, it wouldn't even be a question. He'd be a lock. I bet no, because he's so close to everyone else that's at the top end. I mean, you're always trying to take advantage of those prices. I bet having no preseason helped the fact his value so low right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they also had Adrian Peterson there before the season started, and he was recently cut, and right. he was not, basically not said that he would be the number one. Yeah. Okay. So he is six two two twenty. Um. All right. Okay. I'm not. All right. I'm not agreeing. With, I'm not disagreeing with you because of the pricing argument. Okay, uh, Joe, your next one. All right, you ready for this one? This yeah. one's going to be the opposite okay. of the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm going the one and only Michael Thomas. Okay. Michael Thomas at home in the dome. Just play the man, put him in your lineup, be happy with your 3X, and run away with your money because this man is a monster at home games. Last year in nine home games, he had 94 receptions. So over 10 catches a game, that's 10 points by itself. He had six touchdowns, so two-thirds of his games he's scoring a touchdown. He averaged averaged 28.9 DK points at home last year. And For 9K, you're getting 3X if he hits his average from last year. <laughs> okay. Hard to disagree with that. Uh, Sharky, where you at on MT? I mean, he's one of those guys that I think he can play every week, honestly. The dude's a freak. Yeah. He's definitely wide receiver one going into the season. All right. Not bad. Some big teams and just put up huge numbers. Yeah. No, I'm with you. All right. Uh, Joseph, go ahead. Final lock of the week. All right. This one's kind of contingent on an injury or not, but uh, Miles Sanders is my last lock of the week. Mm. Uh, so he's kind of a mid-tier running back. Uh, he's supposed to be taking over the lion's share of the touches in that backfield. Um, he is he has a hamstring injury, so obviously if he's limited in any way, I probably won't be playing him. But if he is a full go and he's going to get all the touches that everyone's talking about, um, I'm all in on this guy this week. Okay, now um... – it's going to be hard to tell with the injuries. If he plays at all, he's got to be safe, and the only time they pull him back is 
based on game script, right? Scoring, that sort of stuff, right? I mean, if he's playing, it should be a favorable game script for him because if they're down, he's a receiving running back and he'll get catches. If they're up, he's the running back and he'll run the ball more. Okay. So, I mean, either way the game script goes, he should be okay. Okay. All right. I'm in. I, I'm Joe sounds like the genius right now. We hope he is. Antonio Gibson, Michael Thomas, Miles Sanders. All right, Shark Daddy, you're up next. Your th- top three locks of the week. I kind of like him this week. He's uh, kind of a streaky player, but Odell Beckham Jr., I think uh, he's a lot to prove this year. And I, I, for some reason, I think he's going to come out just on fire. Hopefully Listen, I'm going to go ahead. Steve, I'm going to agree with you there. He was my first uh, lock of the week, partly because of the weird uh, news that came out uh, this week. I think he wants to uh, kind of shake that off. Um, and I think he wants to, I think he wants to, you know, everybody to talk about something else. Did somebody say he was a true number two receiver? Yeah, 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 I saw that. That, yeah. was, that was a good tweet. Yeah, good so uh, he's had a weird week, um, but I do. I think he's still a stud, and I think again, a lot of people are going to be off of him because they think he's down. And, and I think this Cleveland team is going to score some points, right, Steve? Hmm. I mean, this team's going to score some points. I agree. Okay. Just check. <laughs> Just check it. Um, I actually think that's a sneaky stack for week one. Interesting. OBJ and uh, what's his face? Yeah. You know, that guy, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. All right, Sharky, your second lock of the week. That was a good one. I agreed with you. This is where I differed from the quarterback he was talking about. But for some reason, I think Josh Allen this week is a good play just because I think the Jets are in shambles and – Allen had a really a good year last year, and I don't think people gave him credit for it, and I think he might be a little pissed off about that because he's going to try to like, mm. come out and be balls to the wall. And the, and the dude plays balls to the wall. So he reminds me of like, the quarterback from like the program or something. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, where are you at on Josh Allen? I, I honestly have no problem with Josh Allen. I, I wasn't trying to uh... – say anything bad about him earlier. I think he's a great fantasy quarterback because he runs the ball a lot. Um, I mean, the the last game that they played in the playoffs last year against Houston, he ran nine times for 92 yards. Um, the guy's an awesome fantasy quarterback, so I have no problem with that lock at all. Uh, I just don't think he's great at throwing the ball, but <laughs> he racks up the points for running, so who needs to throw? So is that a situation where you could plug him in and not worry about pairing him with anybody? Yeah, that's definitely one of those quarterbacks that you don't have to pair with somebody. Him, Lamar Jackson, guys like that, where they're going to get those rushing yards anyways. Um, You don't necessarily have to worry about pairing them. Um, Also, the quarterbacks that are going to kind of hit everybody on the field, like a Tom Brady used to be, where he could maybe hit Gronk for a touchdown, hit Edelman for a touchdown, hit three other receivers and you have a five touchdown, five touchdown game, but nobody went off. If it's a guy like that, then you don't have to pair your quarterback with your receiver, but the correlation says you should pair him with somebody probably. All right. Not bad. Steve, Joe likes it. And if Joe likes it, you must've done something right. Cause that's rare. Uh, all right. <laughs> he brings a steady, steady diet of haterade. Wow. Sharky, your final lock of the week. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> with Jonathan like Taylor, the, the running back. Nah, sorry. Uh, Jonathan Taylor from Indianapolis, the running back. Sure. Um, I think Jacksonville also in shambles. I mean, they're just pretty much – Looks like they're trying to lose just to go for what's his name from Clemson. Yeah. And um, I, so I feel like Philip Rivers is going to rely on his young running back's legs compared to his old ass arm. Now, what do you guys think 
um, because of the COVID season that we're dealing with and no pregames, do you think that's better for running backs, defenses, rookies, vets? How do you chop that all up, Joe? I think it's definitely better for the vets and offenses in general. Yes, most definitely. I think that defenses are going to be – because it's always like the first quarter of the year, the defenses are always a step behind offenses. And so you always see like huge numbers the first few weeks. But I think with defenses not being able to just go out there and play and hit, you know, it, it, like actually hitting people over and over is useful in contact sports. So what about the rookies versus vets? I mean, rookies like Jonathan Taylor, is he ready for this game speed? I don't worry about him ready for the game speed as much as I worry about him being, uh, knowing the scheme, knowing his blocking assignments, stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of rookies that will miss a block and their quarterback gets blown up and then they get yanked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Marlon Mack is still in that backfield, so I don't know if he's going to get a lot of touches or if they're just going to hand the reins over or not. Um, I expect him to, Jonathan Taylor, to take the reins by the end of the season, but uh, I don't know if week one with no preseason games and no real game action, if if that's the time that Jonathan Taylor's just going to take off. Mm. All right. Okay. Not bad, Steve. Not bad. All right. My uh, three locks of the week. One, Odell Beckham Jr. or ODB, old dirty bastard, as I'm calling him now. Um, I think he's a lot. Dude, seriously, that was wild, and I wish I'd never heard that social media story about him. I regret finding – I opened up Twitter. Oh, look, OBJ's tr- trend. He's trending. I wonder if he's okay. I hope he doesn't have an injury. Oops, I wish he had an injury. So I wouldn't have had to read that. You might have pink eye. <laughs> but they won't keep you out of a game for that. Um, so I'm with you on OBJ. Um, my number two pick is, um, maybe you guys, I expect you to disagree with, but I'm going with Marquise Brown from Baltimore. It looks like he's going to go ahead and end up being, uh, the number one wide receiver over there. And granted Lamar's running all over the place, but he can't be the QB one QB two in the league and not throw the ball some. Um, and I think Marquise Brown is the type of player that uh, I don't know, I have this feeling that he's going to step up and do some things. He gained 23 pounds over the offseason, so he's bigger. Hopefully that didn't slow him down at all. Um, Did he get taller? He had almost <laughs> he had almost <laughs> 600 yards um, last season. Not too shabby. Pretty sure Tyreek had that in the game. Say that again? I said pretty sure Tyreek had that in the game. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's Tyreek, but I do think he might be a good play uh, week one on DraftKings. I think he'll do better than people um, I actually expect. like that pick, too. I Joe, think- why does that pick um, suck? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm disappointed that OBJ wasn't your number two pick this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. That's second fair. of all, that's uh, fair. I actually like Marquise Brown a lot. Uh, I don't think Cleveland has the greatest secondary. Uh, they lost quite a few players from their defense last year. And I think Baltimore is going to try and throw the ball more than they did last year. Right. Trying to protect Lamar a little bit. So hopefully uh, Marquise Brown catches some of those targets. And uh, I mean, he, he can take anything to the house. So that guy could catch a five yard slant and take it 80 yards to the house. And <laughs> For five grand, that's never a bad pick. Right? Okay, thank you. Joe said I had a bet. A good pick. All right, here we go. The final one. This is where I bring the haters out. Bring them out. Bring them out. People forget about this guy, man. People think it's over for him. He's not. Uh, My final lock of the week is Tom Brady. I think that, look, his wide receiver core is insane. You want to talk about veterans being at an advantage in a season without – um, in a season without any preseason games, uh, I think Tom Brady has been under more pressure situations than anybody. I think there's a reason Gronk come came back. He's a believer, right? Gronk wasn't coming back unless they were going to, you know, make some moves and this was going to be a, a good team. And how do you have two top, what, 
15 quarter or wide receivers, two wide receivers in the top 15, maybe the top 10, plus two very good tight ends. You're telling me that um, he doesn't do some things. Um, I expect him to do well for all those reasons. Uh, where are you guys at on Tom Brady? Joe? I mean, I don't hate the Tom Brady call. I'm, I hate Tom Brady, but I, I don't hate the call. Uh, 6,500, I'm just, I'm not getting there this week. But you think Josh Allen will? I think Josh Allen has as good of a shot to get to value as Tom Brady with his rushing upside. Okay. Um, Steve, where are you at on the Tom Brady pick? I'm not sure if I like it or not, but I do like, I do think Gronk is going to have a better season than people think. And I think that might help Tom Brady. So, yeah, I would take Tom Brady maybe this week. This, this week. I think he, he's kind of a dude that wants to come out and prove something, new team, you know, like, hey, it wasn't just the system type deal. Well, I mean, if you're worried about Gronk and injuries, isn't it week one, the week to play him before he gets hurt? Well, um, yeah, I'm just saying yes. all season. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I like the play of Brady this week. You like that pick too? Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we got them locked in. We'll post these in the uh, Facebook group and then we'll go back and look and um, we'll just see if everybody got to, you know, how many, what do you say, Joe? What's the math? You want three X their salary. Yeah. You want three X their salary. Uh, You want 150 for your total lineup. Um, Hopefully we all get there. All right. So check this out. Using, I'm putting in a lineup right now on DraftKings. We can do Tom Brady, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham Jr., um, Brown from Baltimore, Gronk. We can play the Dolphins defense against New England and Cameron Newton for 2000. We have 6,300 left over for a flex. Now, that's using a lot of our picks. I'm using Brady, not Josh Allen, but I'm pairing him with Gronk. Who do you like um, out of these in the 6,300 range? And I'm going to dump this in for 1000 bucks and uh, run into a tree with my car if it loses. So no pressure. No pressure at all. Chark, Galladay, Carson, Gurley, who was one of our fades, Ridley, Tyler Board, Leonard Fournette. Any of those guys stand out to you? I like Galladay. I can see, like, I can see, like, for not getting a bunch of like goal line carries, like if they get down there, you know. Yeah, he. You could pair him up with Tom Brady too. Uh, where are you at, Joe? Any of those names stand out? Well, you're already pairing up Gronk, so I wouldn't go that way. Cause you're pairing up Gronk with him, so. Yeah, Fournette. I mean, he he got 11 targets one game. Um, Joe, any of those people stand out to you? Who are we popping in there? Man, I. Uh... DJ Chark's looking pretty good. Uh, I, I'd never say no to Kenny Galladay at 6,200. Uh, Calvin Ridley looks pretty good down there. Um, yeah, I know. I, I don't know about Fournette. I just don't think he's he's not a pass-catching guy. I don't see him getting to 18 points. He caught like 75 passes last season. Did he? Uh, let's Man, see. he did. Look at that. Yeah, he catches more balls than you think. Man, he didn't catch balls before last season, I don't think. They were like, I was listening to a good podcast. <laughs> like, they got released. Like, I was listening to Sports Talk Radio, and they were like, huh, like, interesting. They started pulling up the stats. They're like, whoa, they're like, like, he actually had, like, pretty good yards per touch last year and, like, caught a bunch of balls. Yeah, the, the two years before that, he caught a total of 58 balls over two seasons. Um, well, here's my concern well, with Fournette week one is... That's how you know you're doing good offseason. I mean, the, the problem for me with Fournette week one is he's still brand new to the team. They know what he does, but he, you know, and they got this rookie that they want to run out there. I think um, they limit him quite a bit. He's still not used to the team and the, the scheme yet, and he hasn't worked out with everybody. Again, no preseason games. I think at the end of the season... He's the guy. I think three or four games down the road, I think he's the guy. This week, I fade him. Um, 
Do we all agree? What about Galladay? Because again, he's another guy I picked in my big league. He won't- I like Galladay. Galladay is going to be the number one on that team, and they were force feeding him last year. So I'm I'm all for Galladay. Hey, Galladay, it is. We're putting it in. If you never hear from me again, I won uh, fifty grand in that with that entry. So I appreciate you guys. Man, that's all it takes, huh? Finally. Well, finally, no, no, we'll hear from you again. It's only taking you five days to lose it at like the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and played it all on the Monday night showdown slate and I'm broke again. Right. Um, finally, finally, I want to, I, I can't remember. I know we've talked about this before, Steve. Um, I want a low ball concept. I want tournaments where you have to spend 90% of your DraftKings salary and all your players have to play at least one snap and then the lowest score wins. Um, I think I'm going to send an email to DraftKings. They should definitely pick that up. Joe, on a scale of one to a thousand, how awesome is that idea? Negative 12. Why? Because you keep trying to feed me this idea, and I just I don't I don't like it. Like, I see your lineups; you should love it. No, because people are better at picking better players than I pick. So why wouldn't they be better at picking worse players than I pick? I don't know. I feel like I would just be middle of the road, regardless. Okay. Either way, I'm going to be in the middle, losing money. I'm not going to win, regardless. So why would I want to play a worse lineup that? Get seven points instead of the one that gets seventy, and I still lose. Wouldn't that be brutal? It'd be. But Steve, where are you at? Tell me that's not a great idea. I'd be like the same thing, like as me trying to win. Like, all right, I'm gonna try to win this and pick like the lowest lineup, and I'll pick that guy who gets like two plays a game, and just so happens that those two plays score the touchdown on. You know, the one thing you could do is though you could hedge it. So you play it in a low ball tournament and you play it in a real tournament. It's got to work in one or the other. No, that's when it would you'd get my luck and you'd score <laughs> 85 points. Brady, maybe we are expert at low ball tournaments. That's what I'm saying. Look, all they're doing is they keep adding all these types of games. Give me this one. What does it matter? You end up with my money anyway. Yeah, figure out the algorithm for that. Right. That's what I'm talking about. The low ball championship. Maybe episode two, we set one up on our own. We'll do a league and then we'll make those rules and we'll just, where are you at on that, Joe? Practice run. <laughs> Come on. I mean, we can give it a shot. Ah, that's what I like. For 100 bucks each. Barely a yes. That was a solid maybe, Joe. I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. So we got our locks. We got our picks. Join us in the Facebook group, The Plan Now. Because again, this is episode one and we're kind of rolling by the seat of our pants and because it's a dumpster fire, truly. Until next week when we make it official again um, for JKNKC on Twitch, on Twitter, on DraftKings, and for Killer Shark, Shark Daddy on DraftKings. No, Killer Shark on DraftKings, Shark Daddy in your ear. Uh, This has been episode one of Dumpster Fire Sports. Good luck, fellas. I'll tell you how much I lose. Good luck, man.